This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. Junie, the weeks seem to fly by, but we've been talking this week about one word from the Bible. That word is nevertheless, a word we tend to just neglect when we read it. But if you have not heard the programs during the course of this week, we just encourage you to go to our website and listen to the podcast because we believe it's a powerful word. We're looking in the New Testament. We spend a lot of time in the Old Testament, but we're looking at two, three significant places where we read the word nevertheless. And during the week, we made it really clear that nevertheless pictures something despite what we think, feel, or see. Yes. And sometimes nevertheless from the Hebrew and Greek is translated yet or but. But a perfect example was when Jesus was our offering on the cross and died for our sins. Mary, his mother, all the apostles, the women who served him, were desperate because they thought their hope had died. They thought the Messiah had died. They thought the king of the Jews no longer existed. They didn't understand because they were thinking fleshly and temporal. Nevertheless, though he died, three days later, he was resurrected. And because he revealed himself, as the resurrected God, and on Shavuot, Pentecost came in the power of the Spirit and baptized 120 of his followers with the Holy Spirit and fire. These 120 people turned the world upside down because they had the eternal perspective even though they were living in the flesh, nevertheless, Shelley, they had an eternal perspective. Powerful, Junie. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn with us. We're going to look at uh, the first five verses in Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. I'm reading from the King James Version. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. 
But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draft. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Junie, what a word this is. These were professional fishermen who toiled all night. Are we willing to launch out into the deep, into the depths of the word of God and say, nevertheless, not my thinking, not my idea, not my experience. Can we finally come to the place where we we become dead to our own perspective, death to that, death to our practicality, death to our abilities and experience leaning no longer on our own understanding. You know, Junie, to live in the realm of nevertheless really is a call to launching out into the deep. And the rest of that chapter tells us that the nets were so heavy that they were breaking because they couldn't contain the fish that That's were caught. Right. That's right. And we need to remember when the Lord tells us something, we might not understand it. Our flesh might not want to do it. Our feelings might not want to go along with it. Our own mindset might be too narrow because as fallen beings, we oppose the spirit in the natural. Nevertheless, because Jesus is alive in us, we can say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. And we can see the answer that only God can bring about, Shelley. We're living in days when we really need to trust the Lord. And Junie, what you said about the fish were so heavy, the boats almost sank. But spiritually, look what happened to these men in verse 11 in Luke 5. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Amen. They became fishers of men. Hallelujah. And this can happen to us in our circumstances. Not that we become fishermen, but we'll be seeking men. And we'll put down our thoughts and listen to the word of God. No, Shelley, we will become fishers of men. Let it be. That's what God said, and so it shall be. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to such a significant portion of Scripture. Matthew chapter 26, beginning in verse 36. Matthew 26, beginning in verse 36. Familiar uh, situations that we're all aware of. Verse 36, then comes Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and says says unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, 
not as I will, but as thou will. Junie, this is a pattern for all of our lives. Jesus said, nevertheless, the Son of God, God incarnated man said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And because he said that, Shelley, he demonstrated to us because he knew as the Son of God what his mission was all of his life to go to the cross and become an offering. But his flesh opposed it. The soul of man, he became the Son of Man when he walked the earth, opposed the will of God. And he sweat blood, Shelley. He made a way for us, a pathway for us, by saying those words, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And we're here today as two Jews believing that Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Mashiach, the Savior of the world, because Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Junie, I know we sing a song called Jesus, All for Jesus, and one of the lines is so powerful, which fits in here. For it's only in your will that I am free. Doing God's will will give you the liberty to live according to the word of God. And it sets us free. And it sets us free, really. And you know what? It's not going to come by gritting our teeth or clenching our feet, our fists, but it's by the fact of surrendering to God. It says in Philippians 2.13, For it is God who is at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And we please God when we no longer live by doing our will, but the will of God. You know, there's a proverb that comes to mind, Junie, Proverbs 19.21. Many are the plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, it shall stand. That's powerful. Oh, Junie. Oh, Lord. Lord, we pray that we will begin to live like this, that we would launch out into the deep, almost a reckless commitment to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And you know what, Junie? We didn't mention it, and maybe we could close the week's teaching with Galatians 2.20 about what Paul wrote. Paul wrote to the church at Galatia, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and died for me. Junie, Jesus has set a pattern for all of us and we are called to live like he did. And it says in in, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, we're no longer to live for ourselves, but to live for him who died and was raised up on our behalf. It was very powerful because Apostle Paul was a rabbi and studied the scriptures all of his life. And it wasn't until after he met the Lord on the Damascus Road, he became naturally blind and his sight was restored, that he went to Asia and studied the very scriptures he read all of his life. And the Lord Lord 
opened up the eyes of his understanding, Shelley, of the prophets, the Torah, the history of Israel, the Psalms, the book of Esther. And do you know what happened, Shelley? He discovered the church. Hallelujah. And he was the apostle to the Gentiles because God opened his eyes how Isaiah was saying that it wasn't enough for the Israelites that he was going to be the savior of the world. Hallelujah. And we need our eyes open, Shelley. We need our hearts opened. Nevertheless, not living in the flesh, but living in the flesh by the faith of the Son of God who died for us. Not living for the temporal things, but for the eternal spiritual things. Oh, Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. Well, this being Friday, we want to identify ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen by reciting the Shema. It's time for what? the Sabbath. That's right. So if you know the words to this, just say it along with us. Shema Yisrael. Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Father, we love you and we yes. thank you. And I pray the spirit of nevertheless could touch every one of our listeners and living a life that chooses your will above ours. In Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyandJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. <laughs>